When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwanitz. RK, you're back. I'm back. Welcome back. I'm feeling great. Love to hear it. Yes. We were concerned about you. Yeah, then I took like a four-hour nap with some medicine. Woke up feeling like a brand new man. Just what the doctor ordered, yep, huh? Yep, Exactly. Um, by the way, 22 thumbs up. I want to get us started early today. There you go. Um, because honestly, it's a direct correlation between how many likes we get and how many people see our show. So if you want more people to see our show, hit the thumbs up. There you go. Hit that like button. Let's catch you up. We talked about some interesting things yesterday. SDSU looks pretty imminent to join the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is also screwed (coughs) and we're going to be potentially changing the rules of the game. Where do you want to start? Let's start with SDSU. SDSU. So we talked about this tweet that was put out uh, over the weekend that at a swimming and diving meet in Houston or something, uh, the SDSU AD told a reporter they're going to be joining the Pac-12. Now, why would he do that? I do not know. Okay. Very. (laughs) It was weird. But today... Like he said it on the record? Uh, the guy tweeted it out. I don't have the name right now. I'm still trying to find the tweet. Okay. Um, All right. But I will find it for you. Today, the news about SDU, SDSU is they hired someone named Bob Mooseberger. Do you want to know why that's important? Right? How is that spelled? M-O-O-S. So maybe Moose. Mooseberger. B-R-U-G-G-E-R. Moose or Moose? Uh, I'm going to say Mooseberger. Mooseberger. <laughs> Sounds like a... Like a trendy spot in Lohi. There you go. Like, oh, have you guys been to Moose Burger? <laughs> place is fire. They've used donuts as buns. Well, it, the reason why we're talking about this guy is not that, uh, I guess, cool or intriguing. <laughs> but uh, in a press release announcing his hiring to be their executive associate athletic director for development, mm. San Diego State said, Aztec Athletics welcomes back... Mooseburger? Yes, Mooseburger. At this transformative moment in the history of San Diego State. Wow. Yes. Transformative moment. And I assume it's not because they're like basketball teams are having a good season. Right. And they're not opening yet another bar in their stadium. Yes. I'd imagine it's for more important purposes. I would imagine so too. So it seems that the SDSU uh, Pac-12 connection is for real. It's all but a formality at this point. Are they doing the like Coach Prime talking about Mike Zimmer thing? <laughs> Speaking it into existence? Yeah, or they're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like we're joining the Pac-12 like, next week, we uh, think. Maybe, but uh, I mean, it seems like that's one of the only options the Pac-12 really has, too. Yeah. Because yeah. in this article that we read yesterday uh, from Pete Thamel, it was an ESPN Plus article. It was loaded with juicy tidbits. But uh, Pete Thamel basically just roasted the Pac-12 and how they dropped the ball going back to when Larry Scott was commish. Well, that was a, just a massive L for everyone. <laughs> yes. But also how 
with UCLA and USC leaving, the Pac-12 over the last few months spent too much energy trying to keep UCLA in the conference with that University of California umbrella thing through the legislature they were trying to get. Um, basically saying they dropped the ball there. They haven't been courting their new headliners in Oregon and Washington, and now they're kind of one, one foot out the door. Yeah, one foot out, one foot in. Um, and the Big Ten expansion is probably the best path, but because of the uh, commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, he was just hired to the Chicago Bears. That doesn't take uh, that doesn't officially happen until April. So why would the Big Ten be trying to expand when they're you know the commissioner they don't even is have a commissioner exactly? Right now, yeah. So that was that's pretty much the gist of it, I think. Okay, um, interesting. I mean, the Pac-12 has just taken shrapnel from every which way right yes. now. Uh, and until they kind of, I don't know, make some positive news, I think it's just going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. So maybe th- maybe that's why they're ready to announce this SDSU thing, because they're like, we need anything but getting roasted right now. Yep. Um, I do find it so odd if the SDSU athletic director told someone at a swimming and diving meet yes. on the record that they were joining the Pac-12. That just makes no sense to me. Like, That's something you announce either in a big way or if you're going to leak it, you leak it to like a big source. Right. So it was, still trying to find it, from the Wildcat Authority, which is covering Arizona athletics. Yep. Um, but this guy has kind of had some tidbits before on what exactly is going on in terms of uh, realignment. Okay. Um, Jason Shear, I believe uh, is his name. Yes. Yes. So he's um, well known in the Buffs world. Why is that? Good or bad? Not good. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Then. <laughs> um, you want to talk about some potential rule changes, and I really want to get your reactions to these because they're interesting. Yeah, let's do it. So there's four proposed rule changes. Two seeming to be non, not as controversial. First one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, which is an NFL rule. Basically, if you call a timeout, you can't call another timeout until another play is run. Um, kind of prevents icing the kickers when you have like two timeouts left and there's a play left. Yeah, I mean, just the, I don't care either way. This is definitely this will open up a conversation for us. Okay. This is one of those let's speed up the game exactly. type of things, and I am anti speeding up the game. Yes, uh, me too. Uh, like, I'll put it this way: I've now seen both ends of the spectrum. So during college football season, I spend all week. Looking forward to the Buffs game. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Why would I want that experience to be shorter? Right. I've now seen the opposite experience. Because right now, I spend all week looking forward to watching Leeds United play on Saturday or Sunday morning. Those are obviously 90-minute matches with like a 15-minute halftime. It's over in like under two hours. Yeah. I hate it. Especially when they lose. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, I woke up at 7 a.m. to watch this game, and now it's over. It's 8.35. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood, yeah. and I spent all week looking forward to this. At least give me, like, three and a half hours to mm-hmm. enjoy this and have some drinks. Uh, we'll get back to that because a lot of these kind of rule changes are about trying to speed up the pace of play and just the length of games in general. Second rule change, uh, proposed rule change, they no longer want to extend the first or the third quarters with untimed downs. 
So if there's a defensive penalty that would extend the first or third quarter, I think they're just going to push it and go, we'll just start the second or fourth quarter with this. Both of these are pretty meaningless. Right. Um, I guess you could say that at the end of the third quarter, then you lose like 10 seconds on the fourth quarter. That could maybe change something at the end of the game. But mm. by and large, sure, fine. Let's move on. The third proposal that is garnering wide support is the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down except inside of two minutes and a half. Basically the NFL rule. No, because the NFL doesn't have the... Well, not in two minutes, but like... The, the first down thing. Right, but they're going to take that out until the two minutes of the last two minutes of each half. Again, this is a short in the game thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into it. I actually today on the Broncos podcast proposed that the NFL adopts this rule for the last two minutes. If we want to increase comebacks and that this of that nature, um, that's one of my favorite things about college. And you could say like it, it takes pressure off the coach in terms of managing their timeouts because you could have 45 seconds left mm-hmm. down seven with zero timeouts and still stop the clock all the way down the field. I actually like that. I think it's exciting. And I think that it, it's cool, like, on first down, you try to sell out to get the first down because you know it'll stop the clock for a few more seconds. Right. Um, that being said, I, I just – it will shorten the game tremendously if you take this out for most of the game. Um, and I don't love that. The final proposal. What do you think? About speeding up the game? About the only doing the stop the clock within two minutes. Eh, I mean, if there's going to be a change, I think I'd rather it be this one because I do think the I told Dre yesterday, the kind of stopping the clock to just let the chain guy kind of chain guy run down the field and just put a pole in the ground just seems a little outdated. I, I know there is some there are, there have to be some of these like differences between the college game and the NFL game to make it a little bit more different. Yeah. And I do like the fact that the clock stops stops after a first down in college. Isn't that what this is about? Yeah. Okay. Last rule. This is the more controversial one. The clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. This cannot happen. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. What are we talking about? I don't know. Like It's changing the game. It's dramatically changing the game. Also, what are we going to do? Run the clock after they spike it, too? Yeah, we had this conversation yesterday, too. Yeah. So- Instead of spiking it straight down, you're actually like spiking it to the side so the ball rolls away and you have a little bit of time to regroup. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I guess. Come on. That, there's no way that passes, right? I don't think so. That's the, so dumb. It's literally changing how the game is played. Like, it's dead ball. The ball hit the ground. That's yes. the definition of it. Yes. You can't keep the clock running. Again, I don't know. Maybe like baseball people have this conversation all the time because baseball, they're constantly trying to change it to attract new people mm-hmm. and and internally from a business standpoint it makes sense right you and i love college football rep we are going to watch it regardless yep. of what they do mm-hmm. they're trying to get you know joey in vegas to say i don't have three and a half hours to dedicate to a college football game but if you cut it down to 245 <laughs> i might be interested um <laughs> uh, they're trying to cater to him because they know we're going to watch no matter what right but it's it's so unfair, in my opinion, to the diehards of the sport. Yep. Like, I, I've said this before. College football is my favorite of everything. Mm-hmm. If I had to only pick one, I would probably pick college football. Um, and I like the length of the games. Me too. Especially as a season ticket holder who goes. You spe- like, 
it's a whole day experience, right? It might, you know, cost a little bit of money, but you get to the tailgate lots four hours before the game. You go, there's a long game. There's a nice long halftime for you to go get drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, the, the, you stay there for the whole, it's a whole day. You get to, you think about it all week and it takes up your whole Saturday and that's what you do for the weekend. Yep. The NFL, on the other hand, is much quicker. 12-minute halftime, bro. It's You literally can't do anything. Nothing. It, like, that was one of a hard lesson I had to learn. Is like, there's not, you can't do anything during halftime. Mm-hmm. You can take a pee and get a beer. Yep. That's all you have time for. It's like, it's like an extended commercial break. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's weird that they're trying to shorten the games for non-college football fans. It's uh, a little bit but concerning. To be fair, I have a lot of college football fans like with like Buffs logos in my mentions whenever I talk about this that are like, no, it actually is too long. So mm. maybe I, maybe it's not just uh, alienating fans. Maybe there are actually fans of the sport that want it to be shorter. I love a 10 o'clock game uh, in the Pac-12 that doesn't end until like yes. 1 a.m. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole experience. Yes. It, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, we can't I, take I'm, that away. I'm in on it. I like the long games. Um, do you want to guess? So this year it took, on average, three hours, 21 minutes to finish a game. Do you want to guess how dramatic the increase in time has been since 2016? It, the, the length of games has gone up? Mm-hmm. It was lower in 2016. How much lower? I don't know. How much? Five minutes. Okay. We're, we're talking about saving literal minutes and seconds. And what seconds. changed since 2016? Um, I, that's just when he was charting it out. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's, they also brought up the fact, and this I could not believe. He says, television commercials don't impact game time significantly. From 2018 to 2020, games not televised finished only about two minutes sooner than those televised. That is a lie. Oh, really? There's no way. How? I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, they're still taking breaks. They are. But commercial breaks are extended timeouts that they just literally stop the game and go, all right, we're just going to do a media timeout here for three minutes. Only at, like, specific moments, though. But like, for after a game punts that's not televised? You're telling me it's only two minutes longer? He's giving you the, the facts he here. He is. He is. This is, uh, again, this is Ross Dellinger of SI. Also, what games aren't televised? Um, I don't know. I thought everything was televised <laughs> in 2023. Uh, they said FBS games too, so I don't know what FBS game isn't getting televised in 2023. Man, I remember when I was a kid, like the Big 12 media contract didn't, all the games weren't televised. I would literally, I didn't even have like a hand radio or anything. Mm-hmm. I would go in my mom or dad's car <laughs> and like they would pull it out into the driveway and, and let it run so I could listen to the Buffs yeah. game on the radio. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, my dad got Sirius or XM radio back mm-hmm. in the day. And we didn't have Sunday tickets before. Like, you could just go find a site on the <laughs> internet. So I had to listen to the radio with wow. all 100 games or whatever on there that to is, find the game. It's kind of crazy. Like, I feel like even, I don't know, who's the youngest person that works here? Like, Henry or... Yeah, here or something. Kale. Uh, Kale. I don't even think they know. Like that makes us. That makes me sound old. Yeah. I used to listen to games on the radio I in know. the car. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible, man. Um, your reaction to the real changes overall, though. Are we are we hurting the game? The last one, if that happens, 
someone should go to jail. Um, all the other ones, I just don't really care that much. I am team don't speed up the game, especially for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you're riding in the car with someone and they're like running every red light right. to get somewhere. And I'm like, you're just like, I don't know. Like you're not, you're going to save two minutes. Uh, the reasoning or Ross talked about uh, the proposed change for incomplete passes to not, to not stop the clock. Um, he brought that up and said that coaches could actually maybe take advantage of it, increase their pace of play, because the clock is just moving so fast that you could, I mean, you're just going to be running in and out always. What do you mean? Just like the way you sub in receivers and stuff, how they do it now. Like, pace of play is largely kind of dictated and changed by the amount of subs, like how you sub Mm -hmm. in and stuff. I mean, if there's no dead ball per se, ever, you can just kind of sub and just keep on doing your thing, bringing oh, more players in. you're saying, right. Yeah. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't, don't like do it. Don't Got to be kidding me. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, do you have any picks for us this week, Ryan? Some soccer picks, maybe? Um, Don't trust my soccer picks. No? <laughs> I only just pretend to know soccer. Oh, okay. Uh, but I did give out, let me see here, uh, draw tomorrow. It's a, it's actually Ooh. plus 360 between Man City and RB Leipzig, um, uh, German side. So there you go. Champions League pick for there you. There you go. It's your pick of the week. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DMVR. And new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Again, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Not valid in Ohio. Also, shout out Breckenridge Brewery. We got the Avalanche Amber Ale right in front of us. Uh, I spent the weekend crushing Mountain Beach Sours again. Oh, nice. Because that's just what I do these days. I, not a hot take, I don't think. it. That beer quickly entering the list of like top three all-time beers for me. It's really good. Great flavor. It's amazing. Super crushable. Very crushable. You can check out Breckenridge Brewery's beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. All right. We do have some recruiting news to talk about. Mr. Zion, what did we decide? Ragans or Ragans? R-A-G-I-N-S. Ragans? Ragans? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll kind of split the distance. Yeah. Um, he put out a top 12... That included CU. Top 12, top 12, top 12. <laughs> Reagans is a 2024 four-star wide receiver. According to 2-4 Sports Composite, 69th. Nice player. Nice. Overall. Uh, 11th wide receiver overall. 13th player in the state of Georgia. His top 12. Um, <laughs> top 12. Florida State, Notre Dame, South Carolina, Western Kentucky, hmm. Penn State, OU, Georgia, Auburn, Miami, Cincinnati, Tennessee, and Lil Ol CU. What an odd group. Yeah. He's from Georgia. I don't know how Western Kentucky gets in there. Brother? Maybe. I'm just guessing here. Or just great recruiting job by Western Kentucky. <laughs> uh, this gets the even Hilltoppers. <laughs> yes. Shout out Coach Sanford. Um, this gets even more funny now because 247 says he only has 13 offers <laughs> and he put out a top 12. <laughs> Damn, who's the 13th? Um, Florida, it looks like. Wow. Yeah. 
Florida didn't make it. Couldn't be in the top thirteen, yeah. top twelve out of thirteen. Uh, this kid is also a track star. He has ran double digit one hundred meter times faster than eleven seconds. His fastest being ten point four seven. Sheesh. He's also posted several sub twenty two second two hundred meter times oh my God. with a PR of twenty one point two nine. Boy can fly. He can straight up. What's fly. his uh, height and weight? Bit smaller, five nine one fifty. It says. Wow. Usually, okay. I was expecting longer strides. Yeah. Five nine one fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, he's tiny. He's really small. Wow. Only a junior in high school though, or coming into a senior year, I guess. So. So he's just a pure, pure the speed. Anthony Thomas. Yeah. Type. Basically, Tyreek Hill ish almost. Yeah. That's a lofty comparison, but yep. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sign um, me up. Speed. Speed, 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 and mm-hmm. more speed. That's all I want. Speaking of speed, uh, just watching Jimmy Horn kind of pull the chains on well off in their like sprinting drills, mm. he moves differently than a lot of those guys. Speed is everything. It is everything. Uh, let's talk about well off. They put up a video a couple days ago that I thought was very, very interesting. It was. Um, it was Coach Prime and the coaching staff sitting in one of their meeting rooms just kind of I guess having a debrief just of everything that's happened in terms of recruiting recently and all the coaches who are traveling around the country. We heard from Coach Bill O'Boyle, uh, Nick Williams, uh, Charles Kelly. I can't remember who I else. Mean, Bartolone. Bartoloni, yeah. Bartoloni, uh, Andre Hart. Andre Hart. Uh, Flea. Mm-hmm. Coach Lewis. Yep. Everyone. Coach Lewis was there. Yes. <laughs> um they were all talking about how this program is so is perceived in such a higher light now compared to where they used to be. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was Andre Hart talking about when he goes down to Louisiana. They're like, they haven't CU hasn't been here in a while. Like they're happy to see the Buff logo now. Um, the impact of this of Coach Prime obviously has been massive, but the coaches are seeing the love. I really thought the most eye opening quote in that whole thing was Bill O'Boyle. Who said it's yep. crazy how many doors are being opened for me, literally and figuratively? I assume he's speaking mm-hmm. when he goes to these schools. It's like, oh, Colorado's here. Yep, come on in. Um, and someone else along those same lines was like, yeah, like they they were like bringing us the top players at the school to talk to us because they want those guys to go to Colorado. They want those guys to experience you know different parts of the country. Um, it was really cool to see. And every time I see something like this, I just think to use a very cliche phrase in the college football world, like the sleeping giant has been awoken. For sure. If high schools around the country are almost trying to like usher their top players to Colorado because of coach prime and the brand, that you know he has cultivated there. I truly think the sky's the limit. Like mm-hmm. we're all we're constantly setting expectations, trying to temper them because we're Colorado fans who have just been kicked in the balls over and over and over again for twenty years. Yep. And I think by doing that, some of us are missing what's happening right now, which is the rise of a sleeping giant. It's mm-hmm. happening right in front of our eyes, and that. That clip of that video just reassured that feeling to me. It's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that can stop. There's nothing that can stop this. Not the weather, not the location, not the past success, none of it. 
every all of that has been erased. It's a clean slate for Coach Prime. Everyone is looking at Boulder and Colorado as where Coach Prime is, yep. not as the school that's been bad for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I truly don't believe there is anything that can stop this program right now. Go back to, I think, uh, the press conference for signing day, and there was a question that was asked about, you know, how do you plan to recruit Colorado? And that's what you heard about a lot of coaches that came in previously was, we're going to recruit Texas, we're going to recruit California, and we're going to recruit the hell out of Colorado. And Coach Prime is just, I mean, he's obviously still hitting Texas and California, but he's going to the deep south. He's going wherever he needs to go. Yeah. Baton Rouge, South Georgia. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Yep. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter for us. Uh, and I know there's always going to be someone saying, Coach Prime's not recruiting Colorado. Do not care. Yep. Um, if there's great guys, go get them. And we will. But go where the best players in the country are, no matter where they are. Hell, the best players in the world, mm-hmm. no matter where they are, and get them. Uh, and if you are not, like, social media, literally well off, and just the day and age we live in has erased the regional ties. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to go recruit California more than Georgia now because it's closer and people have heard of it more. That's done. That's dead. Everyone in the world can go see a well-off video, see the facilities. They can go look at Destroying's video and see the facilities and say, damn, that looks sick. Oh, and Coach Prime is there. Mm-hmm. None of this stuff matters anymore. All that matters is going and finding the best players in the country. Uh, and that's what these guys are going to do. And like I said, I mean, you know, they kept you kept seeing guys say, like, our marketing. And they're looking at Bucky. Yeah. Because that's the best marketing that we have out there right now. Yeah. It's literally a reality show about Colorado football and Coach Prime that puts on display the incredible facilities and the incredible work that's being done right there, you know, in Boulder on a daily basis. Yep. It's the most accessible team in college football. Mm-hmm. And everything about it is sick. Easily digestible, too. These yep. are, what, 10, 15-minute well-off videos, and yep. each one is just showcasing how much different and how cool it is to be at Colorado now. I think it was uh, Nick Williams when he was talking about He mentioned Valdosta by name in Georgia, yep. and uh, they already got two commits in next year's class. Yep. The pipelines are being laid, man. It's, it's happening. Yep. And even that, like, I agree, pipelines matter, just not as much as they used to. Right. Because, again, you used to, like, literally have to build a relationship with a high school coach by showing up (laughs) at the school, shaking their hand and meeting them. That stuff is still valuable, but you can call any coach in the country. You can tweet at them. You can DM them. You can open relationships with anyone in the world via the Internet. And then, of course, yeah, once you, you know, maybe you've DM'd some coach in southeastern Missouri – because they have a beast of a player. Yeah, you got to show up eventually and go and go build that relationship. But it used to be like pipelines mattered so much more because it was like, you know that coach, he likes you. He's going to kind of like usher his players yeah. your way. And there's not people hitting him up all day, every day. Like you got to go fly down there and meet him mm-hmm. or, or at least like, you know, put a, put a phone call. None of that stuff really matters as much anymore. You can go get any player at any time um, by, you know, forging relationships in different ways. Right. Um, a few things before we get to questions. Get your questions in now, guys. Also, hit that thumbs up button at 106. We got to hit 200. We didn't hit 200 yesterday. SMH. Let's get 200. Come on. Um, let's see. Do you want to do hype tweet of the day? 
Hype tweet of the day. Hype tweet of the day. Is it from Tim Brewster? <laughs> it is from Tim Brewster. <laughs> How'd you know? Just guessing. <laughs> Coaching and playing like your hair is on. Fire, fire emoji, double exclamation point emoji. What an amazing morning. Hashtag the time is now. Wow. Yeah. He like went grocery shopping and <laughs> took his dog for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, other little piece of news. Uh, I tweeted this out over the weekend, but Brady Russell's been turning heads at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, or he did yeah. last month. Uh, it was drafted by the USFL today in the eighth round. What team? Uh, <laughs> didn't. With one of eight teams, the, I can't tell you which. Battle Hawks. The Dragons. Um, <laughs> do you have a USFL team, by the way? No. I can't. He was drafted to, looks like Houston? Houston Gamblers. I was going to guess that. Is that Bob Stoops' team? Maybe. Um, anyways, he has a chance to just be drafted on day three to the NFL, though, this coming April. So. Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting build. He's a little on the smaller side, I think, for what the NFL wants. But he's also, like... He packs a punch. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, if you want to use him in like an H-back, like an Andrew Beck-style player, I think you might have something. Bob Stoops, Bob Stoops coaches the Arlington Renegades. Okay. Don't know if that's USFL or XFL. I just can't do the... Me either, man. The off-brand football leagues. Like, I would just... Re- like, I know I'm probably in the minority on this show, but like, I would rather watch soccer on the weekends. Oh, yeah. Like, at the highest level. I watched the Daytona 500 on Sunday over XFL. Yeah, I mean, I can't do that either. But <laughs> um, racing's cool, man. I can't. I can't get into like pa- Paxton Lynch is throwing to Cody Latimer. Yeah, man. That's supposed to yep. excite me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it just gives you PTSD. I've seen like, that flashback. shit in training camp, and it sucks. <laughs> yes, 100. Um, percent Yeah, I think Zach said it today on the Broncos show. You got to let like the NFL and the college football season breathe, breathe. out a bit. And then bring in your other leagues. Such a great point. You remove that stupid defensive holding, and it's like, we just watched one of the best Super Bowls in a long time. Now you want us to watch this garbage? <laughs> yes. Yep. Honestly, more power to the people who can. You're more of a football guy than me. Uh, I'm too much of a sports guy. I mean, I'm a diehard football guy, man. I can't do it. Never been able to. I, should, I got it, into the AAF for a little bit. I think if there was a Colorado team, it would probably change my mind. Yeah. Like the Denver Gold, bring them back. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were black and gold, too. Kind of sick. I might get into that. (laughs) I definitely have some gear, I'll tell you that. There you go. Uh, Shout out to Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is an endless option of fresh ingredients. I got lunch there yesterday. How long is your Illegal Pete's drought? Too long. Far too long. Got to go back. Yep. We'll go back at some time this week. See, like Big LT says, y'all tripping. Football is football. I just can't agree with that. I know. I mean, I get it, but I'd rather watch draft prospects at this point in time rather right. than like watch XFL. I would rather play football on my Xbox. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, grab a margarita at any one of their twelve locations across Colorado and Arizona. Their happy hours, three to six p.m. every day, or you can just get a bomb chicken burrito like I do every single time. My order never changes. You got to try the reverse nachos. I'll do it one of these days. Okay. <laughs> also, like, there's a, have you had the steak and potato burrito? No, I get ch- uh, potatoes with my chicken burrito. Okay, every time, all right, though. chicken and potatoes. You got to get the potatoes, though. That's well, game changing that Illegal Pete's has them. Yes, it is. Also, the uh, I don't know if you like like fish tacos or anything, but they also have a fish burrito that mm-hmm. slaps. Uh, Jay with the question, have you been to an F1 race? No, I have not. I want to. Um, my brother and my dad went to a, the British Grand Prix in 2012, I think, though. 
Mm, okay, so let me ask you this. Okay. How is going to an F1 race cool? Um, I mean, the sound live, <laughs> okay. the feel of the cars live, it, okay. it actually comes through on television, not as well as like NASCAR. Um, like the sense of speed, I think you get better through like NASCAR, just with the fixed cameras and stuff. Yeah. But the F1, it's a lot of like helicopter cam shots and like they're moving and panning with the shots a lot more. But that's on TV. Yes, but you get that sense of speed at the track when you're at an F1. But you can't really follow what's happening. Well, that's that's the that's what my dad says. My dad's a major F1 fan, and he goes, "Yeah, going to a race kind of sucks because okay. you're I'm only your in your with... one corner." <coughs> I feel the same the way about the like track. golf tournaments. Like, right. I I enjoy, like going to a golf tournament is cool as like a novelty one-off thing. Like mm -hmm. go drink and watch golf. Like you can't follow the tournament. You're literally at the tournament right. looking on your phone to see who's winning and yeah. stuff. It makes no sense. No, if you're gonna go to an F1 race, you got to get into the paddock, which is like where all the pits are, where and all the teams walk around. It's literally like, kind of like um, like Radio Row ish. Yeah. Where you can just kind of, I mean, all these drivers and team people are walking with places to go, but they can you can just grab them and talk to them. I would be time. interested in going to a NASCAR race in the infield. I've been to plenty of NASCAR races. On like an RV, yeah. tossing them back. The OG experience. Yeah, like that sounds <laughs> legit to me. Um, do the Indy 500. You all right. can walk Ooh, in yeah. with your own cooler of beers. See, this is... Yep. So you don't even have to pay for them. This is revolutionary. Yep, when I was and going, it is pretty cool. When I was going to NASCAR races back in like the early 2000s with my family and stuff, it was like that where you could bring in coolers and stuff and it was It's rowdy. not like that everywhere anymore? I don't know. I haven't been to a race in like, a long time. I'm seeing people like sitting on top of an RV in like a yeah. sun chair yeah. with a cooler next to them yeah. and their shirt off. And I'm like, all right, I could probably get behind this. Like that looks like a good experience. Yeah. See, Jeff's been to one. Uh, the people get so into it live. It's it's just it's a whole experience. It's right. really one of those things like you go and you kind of become a fan after. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what I would say about going to a Premier League match. There you go. Guy, it was like intoxicating uh also shout out to box and shanker uh when you get hurt they're here to help say you're at a race and a you get hit fire flies there off. you go and you're not at best. fault key you're not at fault with box and shanker uh no upfront fees to speak with them about your case no upfront fees while they work on your case and no fees unless they win money for you box and shanker won over a billion dollars for colorado families they can help you out if you've been injured in a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, or trucks. They can also help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Big LT said, no disrespect, but that thinking is why y'all miss Jackson State games, which is now y'all's future. That's not necessarily true. Um, if a Jackson State game was on on a Saturday and I was just watching football, I would, I would watch it mm -hmm. for sure. And we watched you know a few, especially once the connection was made. But I like I would 100 out of 100 times rather watch a Jackson State game than an XFL game. Yes, 100%. And like I'll watch Montana with Henry. That's mm -hmm. FCS. Yep. And and I'll enjoy it. But it's like there's like real tradition and like stakes at play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when Jackson State is playing, like they're playing for something that matters that like I am aware of mm -hmm. and i know you could make the case like the xfl championship matters but it's kind of here's my comp it's like the colorado utah rivalry right they were just like colorado utah both mountain schools you guys hate each other now and i was like i don't yeah. you can't make me <laughs> yeah. like 
you can pretend you can be like you guys actually used to play a lot in the 1920s and i'm just like yeah still not doing it for me i don't hate them i hate nebraska like yeah. you can't you can't trick me into hating them and like i've i've learned to hate them a little bit just it's not the same right we're like they're like look it's the rocky mountain cup or some stupid <laughs> shit that they <laughs> the rumble in the rockies that's what they call it i'm like no it's not it's just another game yeah that's how i feel about the xfl like you can't tr you can't trick me into thinking that it matters Jimmy, I wish I, I want to like it. Yeah. Jimmy says give it time. And I think that's the leagues like that's my issue as when they keep popping up like brand new leagues, like it's just so hard to get behind them. If I, if I have a league that has been through it and been kind of building the brand of the league for, I don't know, three, four, five seasons, then I'd be like, OK, what's going on here? What'll get me is like, remember that kid who played at Oregon? He transferred from Eastern Washington, became the quarterback at Oregon. God, I can't remember his name. Anthony Brown? Nope, nope. A little earlier before that, he was like small, undersized quarterback, and he killed it. And that no one in the NFL wanted to take a chance on him, which I thought was an L. He went to the CFL and like tore it up. When those kids start going to the XFL, uh -huh. like the next, let's just say like the next Tim Tebow. Now, obviously, right. Tim Tebow is a first round pick, so it's not quite the same, but like big name college stars who don't go to the NFL. And get pick and like go to the XFL or USFL, all want to watch that, mm -hmm. especially if they're like an electric player. But when I look up on the screen, I was literally at the bar the other night. I look up on the screen, they showed Paxton Lynch in the in the locker room, like putting on his helmet. I was like, "There's no fucking way I'm watching this. There's <laughs> no way." It's bad. Um, Vernon Adams. Yes, about. dude, that guy was sick. Um, yeah, man. Luis Perez is still out there throwing touchdowns as like the best quarterback in the league. Like, yes, it's like he was doing this for the AAF four years ago. Like, come on. Yeah. Can't do it. All right. We've rambled quite a bit. Let's do some questions. From Angela. Welcome back. Jake and RK. How do you all feel about Coach Prime forcing other Power 5 teams to not just focus on making great football players, but great men? A lot of SEC schools have poor graduation rates. And that's something that Coach mentions a lot is that Colorado's graduation rate, especially amongst the athletes, is superb. Just smart marketing on Coach Prime's part. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he talks about he, he talks about this stuff openly. Like he's not trying to be secretive about it. He has to win over mothers when he's recruiting them and, yeah. and fathers as well. Um, but you know, he says it over and over again. Like the, in the end, the mom's the one that if you get the mom, you you might get the guy. Right. Uh, and graduation rates, crime rates, all the things that he's talking about, he, he's appealing to them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think it's important for Coach Prime to go out there and, and finish, you know, his list of things that he wants in a player with, with character. I also think it's important for him to um, stand by that and follow up on that uh, and, and make sure that he upholds that standard. You know, like, you know, he mentioned uh, how they're going to treat women well. Like, I, I would like to... I'm not saying it won't, but I would like to see a precedent set there if anyone messes up in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, and that type of stuff will go a really long way when it when you show that, hey, you stand by that. And again, I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying over time, he's going to have opportunities to say this, this crossed the line, you're out. Mm -hmm. We'll find another guy with character who can, you know, uh, replace you on this football team. So... It'll go a long way um, over time. For sure. Um, but also, not all schools. Like I don't think he's forcing other schools to do it. No. Other schools will just say, like, fine, we'll take 
the kid with character concerns and all the I mean accolades. To Angela's point, that's kind of what the SEC has been doing yes. for the last I don't know forever. Uh, next question from Nick. Yo, boys, question from yesterday. But do you think recruiting so far into the future twenty six twenty seven is any indication of Prime wanting to be at CU long term? No, uh, but also. If he wasn't recruiting those, It'd be it would be it would be concerning. So, I think any smart coach knows that you have to plan for the future no matter what. And here's the, here's the unfortunate truth of it: is if Coach Prime, let's say in 2025, picks up and goes to Florida State, mm-hmm. well, yeah, he's going to want to have those re- relationships with those kids. And we've been the beneficiary of this; they're all going to go with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not jaded about how this works. Right. Um, Coach Prime has put Colorado in the limelight. And regardless of what happens, this will be a long term positive for the brand. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and and say, like, oh, they're not all going to transfer with them. And, uh, you know, the Travis Hunter of 2025 is going with Coach Prime. And, you know, hopefully Colorado. One has a success and two backs it up with their money and keeps Coach Prime here forever. But if he ever does leave, he needs those relationships with those recruits because he's going to be recruiting them to the next school. Yep. Well said. Uh, Next one. Jamel, question from yesterday for RK. Did you see Shiloh and Coach arguing over a handicapped parking space? Shiloh voice, dog, you got eight toes. You park here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't see that. Did you? I didn't either. Oh, man. I got to go find that. Um. Which channel is that Shiloh from, Shiloh and Coach Prime content is the top top tier of content. Yep. Uh, Jamel, drop a comment. Let me know which channel that video is from. I'm caught up on Well Off. I haven't watched the other ones yet, though. <laughs> All the other ones. Oh, that's hilarious. Next one, PD Swag. Much has been said about how lucky the buffs are to have Coach Prime, and for good reason. But do you guys think there are aspects about CU that made it a perfect slash best spot for Coach Prime? I think yeah, the roster I, plays in. The fact that he could rebuild the roster for sure. For sure. Um, I also think Colorado has a starving fan base that was just ready to eat up anything and everything that Coach Prime uh, did. You know, I think there was all these, like, concerns. Oh, is he going to be a fit in Boulder? Like, no. Mm-hmm. He, yes, he was going to be a fit in Boulder because everyone wants to win, and they know that's what he's going to do here. Um, I think the, you know, something that was being mentioned – in that well-off video in the coaches' meeting, I think it was actually Coach Hart who said, a lot of these people have heard of Boulder, but they haven't seen it yet, and I think that works into our advantage. So there's a little bit of that where, like, you're almost opening up a new window to the world when you get these kids to come out to Boulder. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, like, there's nothing in the country and I don't need to point out any specific places. There's nothing in the country that looks like Boulder, Colorado. Right. You know, maybe you could make the case like Salt Lake has some of the same Eh, way different, (laughs) right? In a very different way. Like you, you see Boulder, Colorado, you're like, Oh my God, especially if you're coming from a, you know, a, let's say a plains or, you know, some, some other somewhere in the South. That's really flat. flat. Yeah. Flat is what I'm saying. So I think there's an advantage there. I think there are aspects and I think it's why coach prime came here for sure. He knew, Okay, historic success, yes. Um, perfect colors. I talked about that before Coach Prime came here. I said, there's, there's nothing that says black, uh, mm-hmm. prime time like black and gold. He's clearly seen that and leaned into it. Um, you know, support. 
all of these things, facilities, a beautiful stadium, all this stuff, like, I think it all did play into Coach Prime being like, you know what, I can, I can win there. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of news just came through. Someone sent me this link. Apple emerges as potential landing spot for Pac-12 football. Okay. So there you go. It's on the New York Post, literally just published like less than an hour ago. Ted Lasso in season two in the Pac-12. Let's go. There you go. An interesting nugget in this article. Season the Big three? Ten, I, have, I actually haven't watched. Oh, Don't kill me. It's a good one. My parents are on it, though. They've been telling me it's to watch. It's a good one. Uh, the Big Ten has helped in negotiations after USC and UCLA jumped to the conference from the Pac-12. What does that mean, they've helped? Uh, helped in negotiations of media rights, I'm assuming. Like they're, they're like telling well, Apple to go pick up pa- the Pac-12. So this is, we talked about this yesterday. It was kind of in that Pete Thamel article, I think. But like with Amazon, uh, how they can kind of help bridge the gap between the Pac-12 and the Big Ten potentially, is by having games that feature the Big Ten, but not exclusively, of course, because they have their own media rights deal. But you throw a game on every now and then on Apple TV or whatever from the Big Ten, and if the Pac-12 has that deal, theoretically it would make it easier to make a jump from that conference because you still have the same TV Mm, provider. Okay, I like that. So there you go. I'll keep a tabs on that. Next question. Angela, again, how do you think five-star kids at Bama, Georgia, LSU not getting the media attention kids at CU getting in February? How do other coaches feel about their kids watching well-off media? Do you think there's a, a well-off ban in like Lincoln, Nebraska? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't think um, they can actually uphold that, but I, right. I, I'm sure the coaches do not want their kids watching. It's just like the Matt Rule thing about Coach Prime being on the Madden cover. Right. You know, the digital Madden cover. He's like, turn that shit out. What is Coach Prime doing on there? And they're like, sorry, Coach, that he's on the game. I don't know what to tell you. Like, um, well-off is like making an impact in – the culture. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't, there's nothing you can do about it. And mm-hmm. I, I truly believe it will have an impact on kids committing and kids transferring, mm-hmm. especially like once the season gets started, like, you know, um, I'm sure coach prime has his own name for it, but I'm like, you know, the, the Colorado version of club dub yeah. after a win in the locker room, yep. <laughs> when that's documented on well off kids are going to be like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That looks insane. I got to get there. Yep. And there's going to be nothing these other coaches can do about it. And she uh, she act, asked about the exposure. Like, people are taking notice of the Brandon Baker view count. Exactly. That's what I was going to say exactly. Yep. It's, this is, like I said, we are witnessing the rise of a sleeping giant right yep. in front of our eyes. Yep. It's happening, man. Um, and as you kind of mentioned, it's like a snowball effect. As long as you keep on getting your name in the conversation – in these top fives, top 12s even, whatever, you're going to start knocking them down, and you're going to start – it's just going to snowball effect, and more and more kids are going to try and follow that way. Someone in the comments said Apple TV sucks. I've only used it to watch uh, Ted Lasso, but I've honestly never used an Apple product that had a bad customer experience. Yeah. They do have baseball on there. Okay. We'll have to ask the Rockies people yeah. how they feel about – We have it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Next question. From Lawrence, I'm not too familiar with the players from last year's CU's roster. As of now, Drew Carter appears to be quarterback too. What's his scouting report? Oh, man. Not good. You go ahead. <laughs> go um, ahead. His scouting report is not good. I don't know. He's played a couple times. It looks really bad. He is an uh, athlete. He's super athletic. 
uh, was actually at one point going to play basketball and football at CU. What for whatever reason didn't end up happening. Um, maybe uh, with the right coaching, they can kind of hone him in. But we talked to a coach last year on the staff, and he gave us the no frills scouting report on Drew Carter, and it was not pretty. Yeah, not good. Um, when he came into the game last year. They wanted him to run read option half the time, most of the time. They wouldn't really let him pass the ball. Yeah. So there you go. Got to be another quarterback coming in the spring. Just has to be. There has to be. And I hope we never see him take a snap. Yeah, 100%. Unless, you know, when we're, like, blowing out CSU by 50. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Next question. From Nicholas, I believe Jimmy Horn will – Jimmy Horn – We'll have a monster year. Could you guys see Jimmy Horn Jr. having 1,300-plus yards and 10-plus TDs? So that's about 100 yards a game? Yeah, that'd pretty much be the leading receiver. That's that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's too many weapons for him to rack up those kind of stats. If you had to set the line right now, who would you set as the favorite to lead the team in receiving yards this year? Probably him. Pretty it. Like, I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite at all. No. Um, and it just throws such a wrench in the gear that you just don't know how much Travis is going to play. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, he's not going to be the leading receiver, I don't think. No. Unless. Um, he, unless he just makes a full-time exactly. transfer. But I would probably put Jimmy as the leader. Sadu Traore has got to have an impact, though you rarely see in college football tight ends lead their teams mm -hmm. in receiving. Um, put Montana up there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The, but the point is, it's kind of rare for receivers on good teams to put up those kind of stats because there's just so many mm -hmm. options. Yeah. People keep on throwing out Shane Hook's name, too. He hasn't committed yet. Still mm. on the portal. Okay. We'll see. Next question from Travis. Would you all rather have SDSU and SMU or go to the Big 12? I think I, oh it's man. all just like a bridge, and exactly. So uh, I, I guess it's just better to just stay. Yeah, that's uh, until you get the call for the Big Ten. Yeah, I think so too. One sixty, one fifty-eight, one fifty-eight. Let's go. Let's get to two hundred. Almost there, guys. Gavin asking, would streaming platforms want the whole Pac-12 or just certain games? So, um, I mean, they need a media deal. So I'm assuming it'd be for the whole conference at this point. But uh, I think we've seen, like, Amazon's trying to dabble and at least get a little bit of the college football thing going. They already have the NFL, of course. But uh, for the pac 12 sake, I think it would be the whole conference. Yeah, I think so, too. Although, like you said, the Amazon thing, maybe they just try to get as much money as they can. And they're like, okay, yeah. we're selling this to, to Apple TV. We're going to do one game a week on Amazon. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Next question from Freddy RK, do you know if ticket sales for teams playing CU have gone up? If so, will that impact the TV deal? Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I know that CU fans are going to be traveling everywhere this yes. year. Yes. CU travels really well. We call them road buffs. Um, even in the worst of seasons, we'll put, you know, a thousand people in at Cal or something. Right. Um, but this it's going to be crazy this year. Like, I guarantee... TCU game is going to have a just a huge stack of CU fans. Um, and then, yeah, I think you'll see a slight increase. The thing that sucks, guys, is that 
fans of other Pac-12 teams are ass. Like, you've got, like, Oregon, good fan base, end list. Yeah. I mean, USC and UCLA don't have good fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, like, the niche teams that kind of have their, like, diehard followings, like an Oregon State. Washington State. Washington State. But even then, on the smaller side, Stanford, no fans. Cal, no fans. Um, so my point being is, like, maybe there's an impact of, like, oh, you know, some Stanford fans, like, oh, I'll go see Coach Prime and see you more right. than I'd want to see whoever else, Oregon State. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Oh, yeah, speaking of Arizona State, Arizona State, no fans. Um, so it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I I hate it about the Pac-12. It's it's one thing that I do miss about the Big 12. Yeah, like Iowa State, they have fans yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, big fans. Uh, all the way down to like Oklahoma State, diehard Kansas State, Kansas State, diehard fan base. Um, Kansas State might might be the worst one in there, but it's it would be one of the better ones in the Pac-12. I'll tell you, I went to when Michigan played Kansas State in Tempe for a bowl game. I might have been Brady Hoax last year or something. But I went with my dad. There were a lot of Michigan fans, of course, but Kansas State traveled for that game, man. Yeah. No, they have, I mean, again, one of the worst in the Big 12 would be, like, right up there. And and that's why every year you're seeing Colorado, like, in the past, lowly Colorado is, like, top three in attendance percentage in in, uh, the Pac-12. It just, like, Mm -hmm. makes no sense. Yeah. But it's because Pac-12 fans suck. Right. Uh, Next question, Alyssa. From Drico, I just heard the story about how Pac-12 was supposed to be the first 16-team conference until Texas backed out. You yeah, wanna go were, back down that road. I mean, it, there were rumors of it. In, in the end, Texas had their own TV station. Yep. And they were raking in all the cash on it, and they didn't want to share with anyone. Mm-hmm. And if they came to the Pac-12, they were going to have to share, and they didn't want to share. There you go. Patrick asking, who do you think will start at running back? I think Cavassier Smoke will start at running back with Dylan Edwards being sprinkled in all over the field. Who knows what happens at the end of the year? Are you on the same same page there? Yeah, I think Smoke starts the season and um, Dylan Edwards finishes the season. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Is that it? That is it. All righty. Good show. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Um, We'll have news on the Thursday show tomorrow with the press conference thing, so we'll get that all figured out for you guys. But until then, Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs. Thanks for tuning in, guys.